Hello everybody, welcome back to the third entry in the top 5 best games of all time, or at least the ones that I've played, uh, for the continuation of our holiday content, and uh, another reminder that our Christmas content specifically is coming a bit later, so uh, just, uh, yeah, wait for that to come out. But number 3 on this list is a game that's very special to me, you guys might know why, uh, if you followed like our gaming podcast for a little bit, but maybe if you're new here, or, or, or whatever the case may be. Um, Crash Bandicoot 3. Uh, so why Crash Bandicoot 3 over the others? I think because this is the best Crash Bandicoot game. Um, the best Crash Bandicoot games period uh, is the trilogy. Uh, Crash Team Racing is just like different anyway. Um, so it's more of just like an entirely different sort of genre based um, game. Because of course that was like a kart racing thing as opposed to more of a platformer and stuff. Uh, and then the other games in the series easily aren't as good as as um, the trilogy in the series. Of course, the Insane Trilogy is a bit kind of... Well, it's the same three games, but remastered. So, uh, I'm just picking Crash 3 overall for uh, for th this choice. Uh, I think this is the best platforming game I've played. Um, it, of course, has the nostalgia for me where, uh, you know, I watched my, my sister and my dad kind of play it when I, when I was younger and stuff. And... Um, yeah, and then like, you know, uh, 2017 comes around, or 2016 comes around, they announce the trilogy, and I think like, wow, this game that I watched, like, you know, my family play, I suppose, uh, and I, I thought was interesting at the time, I was like, ah, oh, this Bandicoot character is kind of cool, and like, you know, the, the platforming looked kind of fun, and I thought the, although the world is small, I thought these kind of setup for the game and everything was, was interesting at the time, like the, the, the warp room set up. Um, and I thought that, I think the music's fantastic for this series as well. Uh, as you guys would have heard at the start, I would have played the, uh, I'm going to be putting the theme tune and the warp room music for Crash 3 in this, but you guys would have already heard that. Um, but I think what sets Crash 3 apart from the others as well, or for the, from the rest of the trilogy, is the things that it adds. Some people have, some people have had the opinion that, um, some of the powers that you get, or kind of powers, you know, you can't like, turn into the Flash or Superman or something, but, um, of course, because you have the running thing, the, the the ability to run, you have the ability to do the double jump, and you have the, uh, the tornado spin, the, uh, yeah, the double jump, the run, the tornado spin, the, uh, fruit bazooka, and what is the last one that you get? Uh, is it the slide? No, it's the extra body slam, isn't it, that, that you can do? That's the other one. Uh, that's not the order that you get them in, I don't think. But, uh, I think taking the formula of Crash 2, keeping the kind of core of the gameplay, obviously giving you new levels, and, uh, the same bosses, but new boss battles with them, and having, um, these abilities go with them, and you, of course, unlock them after each boss fight, I think really just adds to the game and everything. Uh, a complaint that I've heard about Crash 3 is with um, the bazooka and how, yes, you can shoot the boxes in front of you and the enemies in front of you. But I did, in one of my playthroughs of Crash 3, it might have been when I was doing some of the later stuff, I just found that that was a very boring way to play the game. And yes, that is kind of a way you can cheat the game, but not necessarily, because there is some bits where there's like platforming and lasers and you can't bazooka your way through that i mean if you look at the end section of um what's it future tense yes you can bazooka a lot of this or shoot a lot of the stuff out of the way but you still have a very high chance of dying from that the lasers and the platforms and just falling off and that sort of stuff so it is a, a way to 
quote-unquote cheat the game in some sense. But it's also, first of all, I think that's a boring way to play it if you're going to just, like, shoot everything in your way and stuff. And second, like I said, you do still have to, you know, make certain platforms that are more tricky. Uh, there's certain lasers and other stuff that's in the way. So, uh, yeah, you can shoot all the boxes and all the enemies, but there's still other stuff in your way. And it's also a more boring way to play the game, I feel like, to me. And unless it's, like, you know, a box that I've missed that's in the air. Maybe I've I've hit a crate too early or something. Um... But no, I feel like with all of these little different things that you can do, and I don't really even call them abilities because it's like, hey, let's just give him a double jump or make him run, be able to run or do the tornado spin. Uh, I also think that they're really, really good additions to the game because um, I think in certain sections of the platforming, when you're tornado spinning and you have to like, you know, maybe maybe you jump on a certain platform and you tornado spin your way across. That's really fun to do and it also is a bit challenging because you still might not make it across that that um, particular bridge or that particular um, platform. Uh, and you might like, you know, there might be an enemy that you have to stand on its head and you accidentally spin it and it kills you. So, yes, again, some of them, some of these are sort of, a cheat way to do it but it doesn't mean it's going to work all the time given you know what i've just said with the other stuff that can be in your way um but no i feel like it really just adds things for crash to do and with some of these levels being particularly difficult in crash 3 um it, it's more just to help the game route i suppose because when you're when you're doing the f i think it's the first five um levels and stuff and you don't have any of those abilities uh, apart from, I think, the slide and maybe the, the normal um, splat on the ground thing. Um, it's almost more difficult to do it that way. So, yeah, I, I really just feel like they add more to Crash 3 than, than what they sort of cheat, uh, per se. But, um, no, I feel like the, the music for each of these levels is really quite good. And uh, especially, like, the main theme tunes for all three of the games, really, and for the, um, the warp rooms in 2 and 3... And that kind of stuff. Um, I feel like uh, is is some really really good music and stuff there. Um, I also just feel like you know Crash Bandicoot as a as a character is is as much more kind of appealing and stuff. I mean, which which of these platformers characters talk? Because Mario doesn't, um, Crash doesn't. I haven't played Sly Cooper, but I think he talks. Ratchet kind of talks. Uh, Jack doesn't, but Dexter does. Uh, with Jack and Dexter, you've got um, I'm blacking on a whole bunch. Uh, you got Abe, he doesn't, I mean, Abe barely has anything, and we'll get to Abe one day, I suppose, uh, with, with maybe a review of, of those games, or to touch on those games in some way. Um, but no, I just feel like Crash is kind of a fun character, and with, I don't know, maybe some of the characters are more, more appeal to me and stuff. Again, this is, you know, my list, and it's more stuff that appeals to me, and that kind of thing. But, um... No, I just felt like the combination of the really good gameplay and like the style of the boxes and everything, and the and the cool like power ups and stuff that you can pick up, like like the Aku Aku mask, and uh, one other thing that's really kind of important to me about Crash Bandicoot Three and the reason I didn't like uh, Wrath of Cortex, which is the unofficial sort of fourth game, which I spoke about in the last gaming talk for this year, is like uh, the Crash Dance and the sort of characterization that sort of goes with that because when you get that feeling of like oh i just about got 
the uh, the gold relic or yes I did manage to find all the boxes and you you get to the end and you see I don't know eight the you see the um the box counter at the end of the level and it says 80 out of 80 or 130 out of 130 and then you get to that level and you think wow I actually did get everything in this level you collect the gems and that's quite satisfying and stuff in the crystals but no, when he comes out of the level and like throws all throws all the, the things up again, depends on what you manage to collect. You might not have managed to collect anything, um, apart from the you know the the crystal. Um, but him coming out and doing the dance and having the music and stuff, just I felt like really really kind of cool and stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, because that's what um, Wrath of Cortex failed to do was have anything that was even half as, as satisfying as that but uh especially with like the time trial and stuff because the time trials are so much more difficult and you having the satisfying feeling of um uh, finishing that and especially if it's like if you got it by like i don't know a split second or like half half a second or something and you because you can look at the timer that you need before you go into the thing and let's say it's like uh one minute 30 or something and you manage to get like 129 50 or something um and then like you, you you I don't know when when you kind of um you know get to the end and you you jump you just you manage to do that last little jump and get through that portal and you know that you and it comes up with a timer and if you remember the timer that you need you know you've made it and you have that uh, one that kind of sigh of relief and two that feeling of like accomplishment because they're really hard to do the time trials some of them um because some of them like you know you, you, uh, it's better to like I don't know slide under a particular thing as opposed to jump because it will make you do the level quicker or like hey if you run past this enemy instead of attacking them it will do this and that and you kind of working that out and doing that along with the, the, the cool gameplay and stuff and sometimes even the feeling with the time trials of like let's say I think it actually applies to future tense there's a way at the end you can slide and if you jump high enough again if you achieve to jump high enough above these enemies you do the tornado spin right across the thing and then you land on the ledge and then jump in the thing I don't know it's just very very satisfying to me to do that kind of stuff and uh yeah Crash Bandicoot 3 is great for, for all that so um can't wait for Crash Bandicoot 4 if it gets announced one day hopefully it will um but yeah that's why Crash Bandicoot 3 is yeah number three on this list um, so thank you guys for listening. Again, if you guys have a top five of your particular um, games or where you think Crash 3 should be or any of these other games that I've revealed so far, uh, let me know and uh, we can, I guess, have a discussion about that. Uh, of course, go to the contact page and all that, Twitter at eTalkUK and all that sort of stuff uh, to find out how to do that. But, um, well, Crash 3, I love it. It's really good. Uh, I've also got some... Let's just say some Crash Bandicoot plans for next year outside of podcasts, which um, I'm I'm really looking forward to doing. So uh, yeah, that should be fun as well. And of course, next year we've got um, Team Racing remastered, so that should be fun as well. So uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening, and uh, I'll see you for number two, the penultimate choice, the penultimate pick, number two. Uh, there's only two left. You guys can maybe have to think about what it's going to be. Uh, you'll be told tomorrow. And uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening, and I'll see you for number two. Uh, for the number two in the list. Thank you for listening. See you next time. Goodbye.